0: I think when you're a hardworking entrepreneur, you understand the importance of adapting to market conditions. You understand the importance of adapting to consumer demands, innovation, and you can't get stuck in your ways, right? You can't get stuck in the, this is how things are done in this business, in this industry. You you have to be ready to change uh, with the changing times.
1: In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses, but how do you do it? Welcome to the Deal Board, presented by Trans World Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica.
2: Welcome back to the Deal Board, everybody. And we have a great episode for you today. Uh, we love just chatting back and forth. And I think this is one of those topics that we've talked about a lot. We talk about what it takes to be an entrepreneur and i always say you have to work hard and we were just talking about this before we started and jessica i you know i think some people just don't understand what it takes to work hard
0: yeah and i think we to be fair like we throw around that term a lot you and i do but in general like i think um people throw around hard work a lot right and today i think we're going to take a deeper dive into defining what type of hard work you need to do in order to achieve success, right? Everybody's definition of working hard is different. Um, but there's actually some tactical habits that you have to have in order to succeed, especially in running your own business,
2: yeah, in running your own business. I mean, it gets downright gritty, right? It, it, you need to be almost everything. And you know, from janitor to CEO, I mean, you have to, really take on a lot especially at the beginning. We were talking about this before we came on about how early in your career, or early in your business uh cycle or your life when you bought a business, how hard you have to work just to get it over, you know, to the next level. And you know, you've been a part of startups, you've been a part of acquiring businesses, you're part of a startup now uh that you're launching a new franchise actually today. Um so I I think, you know, uh, people could get a lot out of this.
0: Yeah. So, Andy, you recently wrote an article and you uh, categorized what hard work is into eight different buckets. And I think this is a really good place for us to start. Uh, We could probably talk about this for hours, but just share with our listeners these eight different categories and share what it means from our personal experience. Like, what does this mean? What did we do in order to achieve this? So, Let's just start with the first one and it's long hours, right? And I, I think, again, this is defining like what is long hours? Because I think for some people working six or eight hours a day is a long day. But what really is long hours when you're first starting a business? I think it's
2: almost it's almost 24-7. I mean, you, listen, we all need to sleep. We all need to eat. We all need to be able to take a break but really in the beginning when you're running a business a small business and even now i mean i was on vacation for a week and i you know had to jump on a couple of calls i for the most part everybody left me alone and i have a really good staff in place but that didn't stop me from having to answer some emails that having to take some calls and in the beginning there's just no such thing as an 8-hour workday i mean it is all day every day and uh, you know, I love the term work-life balance. Uh, I don't think I've ever achieved that. I mean, I, I I think I spent a lot of time with my family. I think quality time with my family. But at the end of the day, I absolutely had to make sacrifices to get to the level of success that Transworld is. And I, I think that's just a reality that some people have to figure out. I mean. I know yeah. you feel the same way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, long hours in the beginning, like, look, if we're going to put a definition on it, like, yes, 24 seven, you're mentally engaged as a business owner. And and I don't think if you look at the mental time off um, that I've had over my career, I don't think I ever have a vacation where I'm mentally checked out. Right. I used to joke. I loved airplanes Because that was really the only time I could mentally check out. And then they put Wi Fi on the airplanes. And now that's not possible. Now I can't do it anymore. But, but, you know, when you're first starting to mentally 24 seven, work days are easily 12 hours, right? Easily you're putting in 12 hour work days. And it's very hard. I think to your point about work life balance is because the work and your business is taking up so much of your mental capacity and so much of your physical capacity. It's very hard to do anything else in that startup phase. Right. So, um, you know, I've seen people try and start families at the same time, um, try and run marathons at the same time. It's very hard to do more than one thing. Um, especially when you're starting up a business, it really, it takes, it's your number one priority and yes, your family and friends are important and other things, but it is, it's, it's the thing you wake up thinking about is the thing you think, go to sleep thinking about and for every minute in between.
2: Yeah, I think you have to learn how to weave it into your life, right? So it's just a part of your life. I mean, again, I was on vacation and, you know, in any vacation, even when I'm out with my family, there's usually a little bit of downtime in the afternoon where everybody wants to just kind of chill and relax or right before dinner, there's going to be an hour. And, you know, I've been blessed with two daughters who like to spend some time getting ready for dinner and my wife. So there's usually, and it doesn't take me much time to get ready. So, so I have an hour. Yes. I'm going to go to my email. Yes. I'm going to take a couple of calls. And I think my family's been very supportive of that. You know, I could remember, you know, sometimes uh, in, in my past where uh, my family wasn't supportive of my dad when he was working so hard. And I thought that, you know, that wasn't really fair to him. He was just trying to get ahead, you know? So, So I think, you know, if you are a family member of an entrepreneur, you know, just give them some grace, especially in the beginning.
0: Yeah, especially in the beginning. Yeah, I do the same thing. I mean, like Brooks goes down for a nap. Um, Even on the weekends, I use those two hours to get something done, right? Because what else am I going to do? I'll check email. But I agree. Yeah, you really... And we've seen this too um, in some of the sellers we worked with, and we've seen it with some of the buyers that we worked with, is the long hours can cause issues in the family dynamic. So if you are a spouse or a family member for someone that's involved in a business now or getting involved in a business, just prepare yourself for what that means. Um, And it's ultimately going to be good for the entire family. Um, But there are sacrifices in terms of that, that balance and that lifestyle.
2: Yep. Absolutely. So the number two uh, thing that I talked about, if you're going to be, if you're, what it takes to work hard is you're constantly learning. If you get to a point where you think you know everything, you're probably headed down the wrong path. I, you know, I've been doing this business for just about 30 years and I am still learning every single day. And, you know, we've done some episodes on AI recently. We have to learn about that now.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I was thinking it in this, in some ways, this decade, this uh, generation, we've had it the easiest to start businesses, but we've also had it the hardest, right? Because things change so fast and so dynamically. That constant learning curve is just accelerated, right? There's just so much you have to know and keep on top of. Um, but it is, it's consistent learning. Um, I think learning from industry partners, industry associations that we're involved in, like the IPBA is very important. Learning outside of your industry, even in non-traditional methods, um, going to different types of seminars, whether it's on marketing or sales, um, reading lots of books, you know, my sisters joke with me all the time because I my fun books to read are usually biographies of uh, great business owners or entrepreneurs, um, you know, just learning any way that you can. But I agree. It's, it's, it's how you get your best ideas as an entrepreneur. Um, it's also, I think, how you stay mentally sharp and engaged in your business, too.
2: Yeah. I mean, you have to get out there. You have to network. You have to read. You have to watch videos online. I mean, like you said, it's been easier than ever and harder than ever to keep up. So it's easier than ever because, you know, listen, you don't have to wait for the Wall Street Journal to be delivered to your uh, doorstep to read about financial news or industry trends. You can literally follow things online, whether it's Twitter, whether it's anything. I mean, you really can uh, YouTube. I mean, there's plenty of ways to learn, and you just got to get out there and educate yourself, and I I, I think that leads to our next one,
0: yeah, which is adaptability. Um, so I think when you're a hardworking entrepreneur, you understand the importance of adapting to market conditions. You understand the importance of da- adapting to consumer demands, innovation. And you can't get stuck in your ways, right? You can't get stuck in the, this is how things are done in this business, in this industry. You you have to be ready to change uh, with the changing times.
2: Yeah. And like you said before, things happen so fast. Yeah. So, you know, February, 2020, we're cranking (laughs) along, we're doing great. And then all of a sudden we're shut down for like basically a few months, Uh, some cities longer than that. And it's like, did, did this generation ever expect that did this generation of entrepreneurs ever expect that pan a global pandemic which then throws in you know months of of uh, supply chain issues and then you have uh, months of inflationary pressures and you know things are changing so quick and then all of a sudden interest rates go up and now we're all scrambling to kind of change the way we're doing business and forget you know what happened in 2009 2010 Great recession. I mean, you have to move fast and you can't be so stuck in your ways that you're unwilling to change. Yeah.
0: But it also, like you're right, Andy, it plays into that education piece because you also can't adapt so quickly and be uh, swinging your organization from one extreme to the other. And through education, you can really prepare and understand what those market conditions are. So when you adapt, you adapt in a conscious way, right? So, because there is so much going on right now. And if you don't have the education to back up the decisions you're making and the the adaptations and changes, um, I mean, that could be like whiplash for an organization, right? So there is a balance to it, um, but it definitely, this is, I think this is probably one of the harder parts in business right now is as soon as you're comfortable probably something's going to change in your environment, whether that's in your business or in your industry.
2: Yeah. To your point, you can't be too quick to change, right? You know, you have to have some patience and some, uh, you don't want to be on the bleeding edge of technology, which somebody once told me, you don't want, to, like, you know, all of a sudden everybody's in, investing in blockchain. Has anybody heard okay. the word blockchain in no, the last two but years? but like,
0: if we if we go back to our podcast two years ago, I bet you were talking
2: about it. <laughs> I know. And and, right. and really nothing happened, you know, and you know, the Y2K. I mean, it's like, you know, you can't jump on the bandwagon of some of these things. And even AI, right? We're 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 expanding, you know, we're looking into it. We're going to leverage it, but we're not going to change everything we're doing. You right.
0: know. Yeah. Right. So what's ah uh, what's our next bucket of hard work?
2: You know, it's it's it, it's kind of tongue in cheek because it it says you have to have a strong work ethic. And so, what do I mean by that? It's not just hey, you have to work hard, but you do have to have the ethic. You have to exhibit and going above and beyond what is expected of you. And I and I say exhibit because. You're showing others, whether it be your employees, whether it be your customers. And that talk, you know, especially in the beginning, and I I talk about my, you know, to my daughters about this all the time, you know, that you just want to take the ball and run with it. I I tell people all the time that come here to Transworld, we are not, uh, we do not look over your shoulder. We we are not, you know, uh, taskmasters. We are not going to be. Micromanaging you. We want you to take initiative. So I want to see people not only create new spreadsheets or create new programs or come up with new ideas, but I want to see them cleaning the bathroom. I want them to see them uh, helping me straighten up after a meeting because I do it. I think it's important that, you know we're keeping our offices in good shape. we're We're doing things. i I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. And I think as a a business owner and as an entrepreneur, one key success metric I've seen is that for the owner, no job is beneath them, right? They're willing to do every single job in their organization from answering phones to cleaning the restrooms to, you know, running an executive board meeting. That's just kind of the name of the game when you're in an ownership role. Um, and it's nice to show that, um, that experience for everybody that's working beneath you because that also gives them ownership in the tasks that they're doing if they're saying seeing that their leader is doing anything and everything that's needed of that that person and, and at that time. it's funny in my in my keynote, I always I find an example of somebody in the room who's bought a business right and it's, ideally it's somebody that came from corporate and I'll ask them, hey, what did you do in corporate before and they'll be like, well, I sold um, you know medical devices, right? Did you ever have to get involved in like a legal proceeding? No. Did you ever have to, um, you know, hire somebody or put somebody on a PIP? No. Did you ever have to write a press release? No. Have you ever cleaned the bathrooms? No. And then I ask everybody, all the other business owners in the room to raise their hands if they've been involved in the last 90 days, something legal, HR related, or cleaned up after the employees and every single hand goes up. And it's just, that's what it takes, right? You have to be involved and what's needed uh from you in your business even if it's not necessarily your role if it's not necessarily um what you want to do at the time too some things you have, sometimes you just have to do things you don't want to do or i know we've ca- canceled vacations before um because of work uh we've canceled family trips and outings um because something was going on with the business it's happened many a times
2: yeah, I mean, it was funny, I just had a bar owner in here. Uh, and the and she owned bars for a very long time. And she, she was a bartender. And you could tell she had an edge. I mean, like she was able, you know, she was talking about handling employees these days, how hard it is in the hospitality industry. But she, she told me a story where she walked in, fired the bartender and took the shift you know, just to show everybody that she still knew how to bartend and she wasn't afraid of getting rid of everybody else. So I, you know, and, and and I don't necessarily mean you have to be a a tough guy again, you know, I think it's helping your employees clean up. It's helping your employees get through things. So you just have to have that strong work ethic and show others that you have it. Yeah. Number five, our next one, right? Yeah. Is,
0: uh, is just having persistence. I mean. We've talked about this a little bit today, but there's a lot of obstacles that you face in entrepreneurship, whether it's industry, macroeconomic uh, related within your business, with you, with in your personal self. But there's just a lot of obstacles that you have to overcome, and you have to be persistent in your pursuit of success.
2: Yeah, I think you have to be willing to fail. I don't know when it became uncool to fail. Failing is like essential to winning you have to understand what it feels like to fail or what it looks like to fail i think my wife was a gymnast growing up you know how many times she didn't hit a trick you know before she hit it i mean you know it's you watch watch people uh, do dives and, and you know they've constantly failing over and over and over again well that's what it's like in business, you have to keep trying. You might, you might try all different kinds of menu items and you might have to try all different kinds of price structure structures. And you might, and we do this all the time. How many times do we change our marketing approach or change marketing programs or outreach or things that we're doing messaging? I mean, it's, we fail over and over and over again, but we keep smiling and we know that we're going to be able to get there.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, there's that saying in sales too, right? Is that it takes 10 no's to get to a yes or a hundred no's to get to a yes, whatever it is, but failure is much more um, common in business than success is, right? So sure. to be successful, you have to be persistent through that barrel failure. You have to look at it as a journey, um, as a learning adventure and not let any of those failures beat you down, not let the circumstances beat you down. You have to be able to pick yourself back up and face the next journey um, that you're going to be on, whatever that may be. But it's, you know, it's just about being able to, I think it's about being able to You know, continue to roll with the punches, but it's also about that journey and smiling and enjoying it too, because like it's, it's almost, it's mostly failure in business, right? And then you have those wins that you do have to celebrate. But if you look at it as failures and not learnings and not a journey and not a a path, then it can be like feeling like you're beat down. But I think the best entrepreneurs don't look at it like that they look at it as they're learning and they're adapting and they're changing and that's what allows them to pers- persist
2: yeah even when I go get client you know go to a client meeting these days which I still do because I'm invited or it was a referral or something like that yeah you know, I don't really care if we get the engagement of course I care if we get the engagement yeah. but that's the attitude I have I'm there to learn about their business and if anything I got a great interaction with a person. I learned about a business today, and I say, "Listen, we're here to help you if you want to be helped by us." And I think that attitude—that being able to smile, being able to have that positive attitude, and saying, "Listen, if you don't choose us, that's okay," and I yeah. think that helps us win a lot more. So,
0: I, I think so too. It's it's the quiet confidence. Yes. Um, so, what's next up on the list?
2: Well, I, I I think with all of these things, all this persistence, everything that you're doing, all this working hard you still have to pay attention to the details from the product quality to customer service to um, they uh, most successful business owners pay attention to the tiniest details. They walk in, they, uh, you know, I'll walk into my office and if something doesn't look good, when I walk into my office, I learned a early, early uh, lesson once upon a time by constantly walking in the back door of my of my business, which was a pasta shop at the time and looking out at the sales floor and it looking good. And then somebody pointed out to me and said, you should walk in the front door one day. And I looked in the front door and behind the desk, it was disgusting. We had all the bags stacked and it's like, oh my God, that's what they see when they walk in their business. So you have to have their perspective. So you have to pay attention to the details. And Mike Shea, you know, kills me all the time. He's like, why don't people pick up their phones? Yeah. So it's all that.
0: It's all that my husband says all the time, you know, details win championships and it's, it's true, right? It's just like in sports. If you, if you listen to any interviews of Tom Brady or some of the great athletes and listen to their routines and the, the stuff that they go through and the amount of practice, it's the same in business, right? And um, I, I'm constantly impressed, like of, if the entrepreneurs that we get to meet all the time, the, the most successful ones, yes, they pay attention to the details, but they know the details of exactly how their business runs, even if they're not involved in day to day. Right. They know exactly which role does what they know, how the POS system works. They, And that, that gives them an advantage, too, if they do need to jump in and help and they understand what their employees are going through. but. Yeah, everything from the website to how the store floor looks, um, it's it's important in the
2: business. Yeah, it certainly is. And they can learn a lot just by being present, right? So the last thing is, is that while we talked about how, most of this stuff we talked about is stuff you can do, right? Stuff you could do alone, but you are not gonna be successful uh, unless you're able to delegate And collaborate with others.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I hear some entrepreneurs and they'll say, I want to build a multi million dollar business with no employees or no team members, right? And I'm like, I just, it's not possible, right? You get to a certain level, you can't do it yourself. Can you have a really good freelance gig and just do it on your own? Yes. Can you build a sustainable business only built on you? No, you have to have a team. And you have to have a team, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, you have to have a team of collaboration and a good culture and people that enjoy to work together. Um, cultures can look different, but if as long as they're collaborative and they enjoy working together, you can achieve some really great things. But that all hinges on leadership and the leader's ability to delegate and bring people together.
2: Yeah. And you have to let be able to let others fail. You yeah. know you probably, if you do all the things that we just talked about, you're probably going to be the best at what you do in your company. But that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you should wake up every day and do it. You have to let others do it. And they may be subpar for a while, but they have to learn. You have to let people, you know, fail and you have to, you know, be able to afford that. Obviously be right next to them, work on the details and be, you know, cognizant of anything or maybe pick up if they it can't do things. Um, so I think that's important. The second thing I wanted to say, and it's so funny because the first thing I thought of was Bill Belichick when I was talking about, you know, making sure attention to details. but yeah. uh, But, you know, just talking about collaboration and delegating, you know, it is sort of like sports. It's like you need partners. You need to work together. I always tell people, if you build a company that you take public, you will not own 100% of it the day it goes public. In fact, to build a very large organization like Transworld, what we've done over the years, is we have not, I do not own 100% of Transworld. I have let others come into the management group in Florida that you know helped me build the company. I I gave some equity to people who gave us money. I gave equity to people who wanted to help us build the franchise with our partner, Ray Titus. And you've done the same.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think I own a hundred percent of any single business at this point. Right. Right. Um, Because you can't do it on your own. And yes, there's, there's partnership dynamics, but that's, you know, things that you also have to work on and the best partners make you better. Right. Um, because they bring collaboration and they bring new opportunities. Like United Franchise Group brought to Transworld, right? Um, just a, an entire world of new opportunities for the two of you to be working together.
2: Yeah, you know, in the beginning of my career, I always thought, you know, I heard so much about partners being bad, partners being bad. You know, partnerships don't work out. And you know, the f- more I looked into it, was that the person who said that was probably the bad partner. <laughs> You know, I never thought of it that way, (laughs) right? The person who tells you that partnerships are bad is usually the person that was the bad partner. So I I think at the end of the day, you have to be flexible enough in all the things that we just talked about. And the other thing is, is that if you're the partner that works harder, or at least, and you get a partner that works as hard, that's usually the big rub. If you get a partner that doesn't work as hard as you, you're going to resent them. So I've been lucky, you know, even with all of our franchisees, we have partners that work equally as hard or just as hard as we do. Um, certainly, you know, our partner, Ray Titus, uh, works extremely hard in his company. So I've been very fortunate that way. And uh, and I think it's essential uh, to helping you work hard is like you said, you you want partners that push you, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. And so, in, in wrapping up this podcast, you know, the, if you're keeping count, the last eighth is really what we've been talking about this entire time is sacrifice, right? There's uh, the old saying or the joke that entrepreneurs are the only people willing to work 80 hours a week for themselves to avoid working 40 hours a week for someone else. And it's extremely true, <laughs> right? Um, but it is becoming a business owner, running your own business de- demands a unique blend of hard work, dedication, and de- determination. And there is some sacrifice involved in that. We've mentioned, we've both been in the position before where we've been working on vacations. We've canceled vacations. Our family has had to sacrifice as well. Um, but I do think for people who are driven to owning their own business, who really want to do it, who it's in their blood, it's in their core. It does, like you said, Andy, it becomes part of you and part of your life. It's not something that you just do.
2: Yeah, it's something that is a, a part of you. Again you're going to you might not have time for all your hobbies you might not have time for all the things that you want to make happen in your life but you know you've chosen this path uh you want to be an entrepreneur you want to be successful you know there's I have some uh some people that I know that constantly just try to figure out how to game the system because they don't want to work I mean you know and and um You know, even my early self when I was out there in college and, you know, thinking about, you know, it's a lot easier to hang out on the couch and do things. I'm like, no, like, am I going to do this for the rest of my life or am I going to get off my butt and I'm going to make things happen in my life? And I made that determination early on of like, I want to make this happen. I want to be successful. And, you know, and and so if you're out there listening to this, um, these are the things that you need to do to, Work hard and it is going to be, you're going to sacrifice things. But I want to wrap it up with this it is all worth it. It is. It
0: is 100%. So I hope uh, this was helpful. Um, Hopefully, it inspired some new business owners or some entrepreneurs that even have um, years of experience that just need some more motivation to reach that next level. And uh, thank you as always for listening to The Deal Board. We also have a great deal of the week for you and a great listing of the week as well. So stay tuned for that. Let's do it. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process. Visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888 719 9098. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is?
2: It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the deal of the week. Deal of the week. We are with right. JT ding Tatum ding. from yes. South Carolina, North Carolina. Yes. And he just did a really nice deal.
1: Great deal, Andy. So these folks were a 20-year uh, day spa. You know, you get your wife that goes there. They get the facial and the massage and the whole thing. And uh, it was a great deal done through the SBA. First National Bank did the deal for us. Uh, it was actually listed at just about six fifty. Uh, they were SDE was around 250, 300 grand a year. Uh, they did have some gift certificates that we had to manage through oh, that yeah, process. That happens. But we worked that deal out really, really well. So uh, SDE, like I said, about almost 300,000 listed at 650, sold for 650, full full price offer, and uh, buyer and seller are, are thrilled. Transition is going great. All the staff is staying, so couldn't be happier. That's in our Asheville, North Carolina office.
2: Excellent. Good deals for good people. Good deals right? for good people. Right. All right. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you in Asheville, yes. what's the best way to get in touch uh, with you? The easiest
1: email would be JTTATEM, that's t a t e m at TWorld.com, or you can call me at 864-315-8998. Great job. Thanks, Thank buddy. You.
2: Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, we're back. It's Listing of the Week, and we have Dan Wilkowski from Transworld Business Advisors of Portland we are here in downtown Portland beautiful day here and everybody's walking their dogs, so they need this service right that's right that's right if you have a dog most
3: of the time you need a groomer and so we just listed a, a new dog groomer uh, it's in a small part of town that uh, they serve the neighborhood quite well uh, the owner came up from California has been running the business for about three years and she's ready to retire so uh, so I'm helping her out the great thing about this story is it was from my first drop letter run. There you she go. Saved the letter and put it on the desk, and then called me and said, "I kept this for when I was ready, and now I'm ready."
2: Yeah, the get out of jail free card. They right. just put it in the little glass container and break it when they're yeah, ready. Yeah, and then she showed
3: me. So, uh, so perfect. It's good. Good. Perfect. So, uh, so we're listening. How much are they asking? It? So this is uh, three fifty-seven. Okay. So. Successful. they make about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars of profit every year. And, Excellent, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a three station uh, shop and uh, they they do a lot of dogs. Sounds great. What's the best way to get in touch with you? D Walkowski at tworld.com or direct 503 880
2: 8970. Excellent. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com.